Very good. Here we go in three, two, and one. Hi again and welcome to PRMC On Point, a discussion of the qualities, the values, and the contributions of Peninsula Regional Medical Center to the communities we serve. I'm Roger Fallabout, the Director of Community Relations at Peninsula Regional Medical Center, and it's a great pleasure to have on the program today our Vice President of Medical Affairs and the Chief Medical Officer for PRMC and the Peninsula Regional Health System, Dr. C.B. Sylvia. Dr. Sylvia, how are you doing? Doing wonderful, Roger. Great to have you on the show. Thanks Thank for being here. As we mentioned, there is a doctor attached to your name. There's an MD attached to your name. How does a young guy get interested in the field of medicine? Well, growing up here, um, unfortunately, when I was little, I broke my leg and had to go to the accident room. The accident at, room, right. At PGH mm -hmm. and uh, kind of got the, got the bug. You know, I got hooked on, wow, this is a really cool profession to... Um, to associate with. Yeah, so you're a local boy. Yes. You went uh, to the University of Maryland Medical School, graduated right. there, and then you made the wise decision to come home and practice right. medicine. Right. Why? I had for years, once I decided I wanted to be a doctor, and that was, again, very early on, uh, my goal was to um, take, come back and take care of our community, uh, be a regular you know, family doctor, internal medicine. Um, so I, uh, all my plans were to come back and start my own practice and uh, again, come back and give back. So do you think that was easier coming back into the community you grew up in to open your practice in? I, well, people knew I was coming. Um, actually, <laughs> while I was still a resident the last few months, I'd already set up an office with a secretary and were taking appointments uh, and getting things ready. So when I finished residency, almost the next day, I came here and started seeing patients, um, you know, the first day back in town and uh, just started from there. So you mentioned internal medicine, which was your specialty. Mm -hmm. You had a decades old, very successful practice here in town. Mm -hmm. And then you decided you wanted to make that transition into medical administration. Uh, what inspired that move? Well, um, I had been part of the medical staff leadership for many years with all kinds of uh, roles, whether it be the chief of the Department of Medicine or even president of the medical staff. Um, and uh, it just kind of flowed into that. Um, it was just the next step. Um, I was asked to take this role and uh, soul searched and said, well, do I want to keep being the doctor I am or can I do something even better to help mm -hmm. PRMC and our community? So I decided to do this. So here we are. Now you're yeah. the chief medical officer of right. both the Peninsula Regional Medical Center and the Peninsula Regional Health System. So tell me, what does the CMO do and what's what's a what's an average day like for you? Or is or is there an I average day? I think there's an average you? day. Right. It's kind of like what you plan to do and what you end up doing. Exactly. But um, so I'm responsible for credentialing of the medical staff, reappointment, peer review, uh, continuing med medical education. Um, and quality, and I think the biggest thing is quality, is how do we show our community that we have the best physicians and other providers to take care of them and to make sure that every day we do better than the day before. So how do we do that? It's a lot of work, um, it's a lot of education, it's a lot of monitoring of uh, our care, and again, uh, Medicine's a team sport. It's the physicians and the allied health professionals and the APPs, the nurses, and all the other people at the hospital. And what we're trying to do is be a team um, and be better at it so that we can all help each other to 
best take care of the patient. Right. So ultimately, the guy who has the title, which you do, mm -hmm. uh, has the buck stop right there at his desk. Mm -hmm. Seems like a pretty daunting responsibility. It can be. Um, it's it's also very rewarding and uh, and challenging. But it it when you leave, um, you feel like you did something good. And it's all about the patients. That's the whole thing. Is how do we get all our team to take care of that patient better and better and better? We have a saying that we're chasing zero, meaning zero defects, zero mistakes. You know, we want the best result for everybody that we can uh, can have, and we're not going to stop till we get there. So, CB, is it possible for any healthcare organization to really achieve zero? I don't think anybody's got there yet. But if you don't try, you won't be good. You won't be excellent. And you know, we have to try to get there. Um, maybe we won't, but we're going to. Sure try. Sure, and one of the most important factors in chasing that zero is patient safety. And right. patient safety is really interwoven into really everything that we're doing in healthcare right. today, right? Right, right. You know, uh, taking care of a patient has become more and more complex between the different kinds of medications and the treatments and the surgeries and all the people that are part of that team. There's so many interactions, so many opportunities for something to go wrong. And unfortunately, human beings um, make mistakes, um, and human bodies don't always respond to what you think is supposed to happen. Um, so um, it's 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 challenging. But again, we our our goal is to do the best we can do. But you know, there are the. Uh, the creed from centuries ago, first do no harm, sure. and that's what we have to do. You know, when you come to give us the privilege of trying to help you, the last thing we can do is make you worse. We have to and continually try to make you better as best as we can. Mm -hmm. You mentioned something interesting though. You talked about healthcare evolving and changing over the years. You've been a doctor for a number of years. So what is, can you give the significant difference or, or what do you see as the most significant difference uh, since you started practicing medicine to where we are today? There's so many things. I've, I've been doing this since I came back to town for be 34 years this year. Um, when I started my own practice, I mean, I took out a loan, started my own practice. You know, um, we had no EMR, we had no computers, none of that. Um, as it's evolved, it's becoming more and more complicated um, for the things that aren't really that closely related to actually taking care of the person. It's all the documentation and all the things that we have to do for whatever regulatory you know, agency that requires it. Um, but, and, and again, things have become a lot more complicated just in all the new technologies that, that we have now that we didn't even mm -hmm. 34 years ago. Yeah, in one of our other programs, we talked to Dr. Jim Trumbull, uh, the mm -hmm. Vice President of Clinical Integration at the hospital, right. um, about this physician enterprise and building this physician enterprise and right. more and more private physicians coming into practice employed by major health systems. Right. Do you see that as a continuing trend across the country? Um, it is. You know, back when I came out of residency, it was like, I wouldn't even think of being employed. There really wasn't that much opportunity to be employed. And, and physicians in general were independent in nature. Um, that's changed, uh, and part of it is the, because of the complexity of doing business um, as a physician, it's just too hard. Uh, just affording a electronic medical record is thousands and thousands of dollars, and, and again, all the paperwork, all the things you have to do, um, the average doc isn't a businessman and can't do all that and still see patients. So um, you group together. So individual docs are very rare now. It's groups 
and then the groups are gradually becoming employed because they just can't maintain um, you know a practice and uh, and function in a economic you know um, way. CB, one of the things I know you and I agree on is the fact that as patients, we have to be advocates for our own care. You're a healthcare patient, I'm a healthcare patient, we all will be at some point in our lives. How important is it for us to know what's going on, to be that good advocate, and also to question things when we don't think, maybe that's not the way I would want this done. Right. So the first thing is a patient has to be an advocate for themselves. They have to know their history. They have to know what medicines they're on. Um, they have to speak up. They have to ask questions. Um, you know, they, they, we re rely on the patient and what they say more than what we see is what they tell us um, as far as how, how we diagnose and, and how we encourage them to take better care of themselves. You know, so um, they are a partner. It's not a paternal, you know, uh, relationship, it's a partnership of we should educate and the patient ask questions to make sure they understand um, what, what they need to do. Here's another thing both of us know. The median age of a physician in the United States today is somewhere between 40 and 50 years old. We need docs. Right. Everybody around the country needs docs. So here we are in Salisbury, Maryland. We're still in a pretty rural setting. How do we attract physicians to come here, recruit right. them here, and then retain them here once we have them? It's difficult um, unless you're from here, and we do have, you know, quite a few physicians um, or other healthcare providers that actually grew up here. Um, um, you know, that helps a lot because they they know what they're getting into and they want to come back here. Um, unfortunately, they all have to go away for training um, and then you see the world and sometimes you go, wow, this might be better than coming back home. Um, we are in the process of expanding our education um, opportunities both for uh, internal medicine residents, medical students, um, PA students, um, NP students, all of them to try to encourage local students to get their training here and then stay here. Um, you know, because that really is where, um, where you get uh, um, success. Um, the research shows that if you train in there, you're more likely to stay there, uh, let alone be from here. Um, every doctor that comes here to be recruited, um, they are amazed at what Little Salisbury has as far as their medical facilities. Right. We are very, blessed in our community to have what we have on Carroll Street. Um, we do amazing things and have all state-of-the-art technologies, a lot even better than in Baltimore. Um, but um, uh, part of our problem is that when a, a physician comes, their spouse, who usually is a professional as well, they have trouble finding a job. You know, so that really hurts us. And uh, not everybody wants to live in a small town. Sure. You know, um, especially if you come from an urban area. Um, so it's a niche, you know, again, everybody sees us, they go, oh, wow, I really love the hospital. I just wish it was somewhere else. Yeah, but know. it's still, there are a number of physicians who have been here a number of years. Right. So we have to cultivate our local kids to get interested in the healthcare field, help them, um, whether it's you know training them here, loan forgiveness, whatever we can do to try to encourage um, um, students to, to be part of our team. And I know we have great relationships with the local colleges and universities to help 
in that process, right? Right, right. And we, we are constantly uh, um, cultivating that. Um, we hope um, it's a, in the planning, early planning stages to build a medical education building across the street from the hospital that would be shared by Salisbury University and UMES and maybe other schools and us so that all of our students, again, the best place for them to learn is right at good old PRMC, that they can be close and, and can uh, expand that education opportunity. Isn't there some research too that shows when you complete a medical residency somewhere that you stay usually within right. 30 to 60 miles of that right, residency? Right. Well, you, you, get, you get to know you know the area, you get to know the medical staff and uh, you get comfortable and you go, wow, I like it here, why should I leave? You know, because I, I really feel like this is the place for me. Um, it gives us a chance too to say, hey, this is a, this is a good resident. This is a, the person we want on our staff. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's, a, it's kind of a, a dating for both of us. Mm -hmm. you, know? um, you like us, we like you. And uh, we want you to stay here and we'll do anything we can to keep you here. You know? um, so, but uh, yeah, starting from the high schools on up, you, know, you got to, like I, you got to get the bug of this is what I want to do. It's a hard life sometimes. Um, a lot of hours, uh, a lot of stress. Um, you know, watching people be ill and watching people die is tough, um, especially when you try the best you can do and things still don't turn out the way you want them to. Um, but I, at the orientation for our new employees every two weeks, uh, we have a lunch, and I one of the things I say is I said, what could be a better opportunity than to take care of our community. This, this profession is so, we're so lucky to be able to do it. No matter what role you play in the healthcare, it doesn't have to be a doctor, but everybody's part of actually, um, and, and it is a privilege, it's you know, and a responsibility to take care of our, our patients, to bring new lives into the world, to, to, um, to, to help people when they're ill or, or traumatized, and also to help people at the end of life to, to die comfortably. Um, what better thing could you do with your life yeah. than that? Yeah, I, you know, I couldn't agree more. There will not be a day in my career in healthcare where I ever lay a hand on a patient, but I am so privileged to work where I do and around people like you and to have that opportunity to contribute in some small way right. to people improving their health and, and getting better and, and getting well. Right. It's wonderful, absolutely remarkable. Let me get you out of here on this one. All right, you've had a, a long, successful career in healthcare. You've seen a lot of things. You've done a lot of things from the private practice end to the administration end. We are in a remarkable growth spurt uh, in healthcare now and technology now. Right. Where do you see this health system 10 to 20 years down the road? Um, our system is, is getting bigger. Um, we will be more regional than we are now. Um, the trend in the country is for hospitals to join together, um, physicians more and more to be employed, whether that's good or bad, that's what's happening. Um, and. Um, Again, it's, it's going to be more complex. Um, the stress of paying for it all gets harder and harder. Um, treatments are very expensive. You know, where do we get the money? How do we do all that we want to do? And that's one thing I think our institution has done for, since it was built in 1897 was we need to take care of our community. 
Um, we sometimes bite off maybe more than we can chew sometimes because we mm -hmm. feel like we have to do it because nobody else will. And we want our people to get the best care without having to go 100 miles away. It's, that's very disruptive to their lives. Um, our quality is just as good as anybody else um, and uh, better than most by all of our awards that we've gotten. But again, it gets down to getting better, um, more efficient, um, but it's also that human touch of, mm -hmm. of, of uh, a good experience. It may be in a bad situation, but the best experience um, and that the patient is listened to, respected, um, and has a say in their care. Maybe we just need more young kids to break a leg and end up in the emergency <laughs> room and find out what this whole medicine thing is about, right? right. CB, thanks. Always great talking to you. Thank you. Appreciate you being on the program today. And that is going to do it for this edition of PRMC On Point. As always, for the latest information on what's going on within the Peninsula Regional Health System, you can always hit our website at peninsula.org. Uh, for CB Sylvia, Dr. CB Sylvia, I'm Roger Fallabout, and we will catch you again on an upcoming edition of PRMC On Point.